you should not confuse temporary disorder with a rebound. Rebound is a state where things without a designated storage place begin to crowd your home all over again. It means your home is beginning to fill in with items that are not serving a useful purpose for your household. As long as you can eventually find a moment where you return your space to its proper state, you have not experienced a rebound. Welcome to Spark Joy, the podcast dedicated to celebrating the KonMari method and the transformative power of surrounding yourself with joy and letting go of all the rest. With your hosts and certified KonMari consultants, Kristen Ivey and Karen Sochi. And now, here's the show. As long as everything has a place where it belongs, a certain amount of clutter is not a problem. Marie Kondo, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. Will you be able to maintain your beautiful, joyful kanmari home after completing your one-time tidying event? When you see evidence of clutter in areas of your home, is that a sign that you're rebounding or that the method didn't work for you? How can you get back on track and bring order back into your life? These are the questions we'll explore today when discussing KonMari, which is a style of organizing that's unconventional in the sense that you're executing a tidying event once and for all. Marie Kondo has a 0% recidivism rate. That means that none of her clients have returned to a cluttered lifestyle after completing a full cycle of KonMari. Now that you've tidied your home using the KonMari method, it is highly unlikely that you will ever be bound to a state of complete disorder. Are you having a hard time imagining that this could be true for you? Maybe you've experienced a pattern of organizing to only have everything revert to clutter and chaos, or maybe you've tried other methods of organizing and found that the system you put in place was impossible to maintain because it was too complex or just didn't work for your household. Today, we will explore the maintenance aspect of the tidying process and reassure you that permanently tidy home is not only a possibility, but certainly attainable with some hard work up front. In this episode, we will take a look at how to keep your home sparking joy. But before we get started, it's time for a joy check. Karen, what's sparking joy for you these days? For me, I am looking forward to a big three-day weekend. We've been planning this for some time. We have all of the logistics in place. In a week or two, we are going to be taking some fun car that we're renting, and we're going to go to the depth of Pennsylvania. We're going to Falling Water, which is the Frank Lloyd Wright home that's in the middle of uh, Pennsylvania. And then we're going to go to the Andy Warhol Museum. Both of these things are attractions that I've never seen that I've been wanting to see for a long time, which is a little ironic because I actually lived in Philadelphia for um, about a year and a half and never made my way over to Pittsburgh, which is the general location that both of these are located in. So I'm really looking forward to doing this. I feel like I'm like crossing a little something off of uh, my bucket list, two places that I really wanted to see. So uh, the idea of the little trip and getting ready for it is what's really sparking joy for me today. What about you, Kristen? Well, my parents just visited me. They live in the Washington, D.C. area. They visited me here in Chicago. This would be their third time coming to see me. The 
first two times, they were helping me either with errands or installing everything into my old apartment. Um, So it's kind of like a working visit. But this was the first time where I had everything set in place and I could focus on experiences and the KonMari lifestyle, which we're going to talk a lot about today. And that was actually my vision for my space to have my parents come and not have to lift a finger, whether it be cleaning something, tidying up, hanging something, or just helping me with my day to day. I wanted all of that to be out of the way so that we could actually focus on having fun. And that's exactly what we did. They had a great time. And it was the truest compliment when my mom, I caught her maybe cleaning my wine glasses. Like I was editing one of our podcasts, actually. I turned around, I had my headphones on and I saw her. She kind of jumped a little bit when I turned around. So it was the only thing she could find in my house to like clean. Like she had to find something. <laughs> but She's really cute. She loves to help me out. So even though we were doing things like running errands and other things like in previous visits, she does get some joy in and out of helping me for sure. That's how she expresses her love. So uh, it was fun. And yeah, it was cool having my parents actually just relax in my space. And that was the vision I had for anyone really who comes into my space, was specifically my parents. Oh, that sounds great. It sounds like a lovely visit. It was And now that we've joy checked, it's time to break down how to maintain your tidy once and for all. Before we dive in, a brief disclaimer, we recommend you listen to this episode if you're at the tail end of your KonMari tidying journey. We are providing these recommendations with the assumption that you've completed tidying across all categories. This is when the magic of the maintenance side of this lifestyle truly shines. If you're just getting started with Kamari or you need a refresher, we recommend that you head on over to episode one, Kamari 101. All right. So you've spent anywhere from 15 to 60 plus hours or more making countless decisions about what to keep in your home. Your tidying event is officially complete. But what now? It's time to celebrate, of course. Celebrate and appreciate the joy that surrounds you and the vision of your ideal lifestyle. Just like when you're tidying, it's important to lead with gratitude. Instead of focusing on what may be wrong, tune in to what's right. At this point, you have zeroed in on your ideal lifestyle, which impacts the way you maintain and respect your home. By the end of the process, it's likely that you'll start to fulfill parts of your vision and your goals that you created from the very beginning. If this is the case, you may want to revisit the plan for your ideal lifestyle and living environment, which we talked about in detail in episode five. The key is to always return to the basics. If you have followed the method, you'll remember that Marie Kondo encourages all of us to go back to the vision of our ideal life again and again in our books. Here we suggest the same idea. Review your vision. Did you write it down, create a pictorial or a collage? Did you maybe gather up objects that reflect your ideal life in a special part of your home? However you chose to represent your vision, return to that and review. Is it still accurate? Is there anything about it that you would change? Is it still working for you? Given the passage of time, new information may have given you reason to refine parts of your vision. Once you've confirmed your vision, make any adjustments or additions that may seem necessary or warranted or even desired as part of this new information. 
And we hope that it's part of your vision to enjoy your home without anxiety or concern. For some of us, allowing others into our home was a great source of stress and required lots of preparation and a cleaning frenzy before we'd let anyone in the front door. We hope that post-Kamara, you are able to happily allow your family and friends to enjoy each other and create happy memories in your home. Once you've taken a moment to celebrate your great achievement and revisit your vision, the reality will set in. The time you dedicated to implementing a tidying event will now be available and open to you to apply to something else, which includes activities that will take place right within your four walls. So things may begin to get busy. You'll start exploring some of your hobbies. Your cooking habits may change a bit. You might be making more meals at home and you'll look around and say, hmm, looks like this clutter has returned. So what should you do when you come home and you still feel like your space is cluttered all of a sudden and you may be experiencing a relapse? The reality is that things in your home will get out of order, KonMari or no KonMari. We are living people living in our homes. We don't live in museums and we don't want to. The magic that Marie Kondo refers to in The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up refers to the transformative impact of the tidying method. To be clear, your socks are not going to magically put themselves away just because you've finished your tidying event. Your dishes aren't going to wash themselves. Your paper won't file itself or your bills won't pay themselves. So you are still responsible for putting things away and showing your home honor, respect, and joy. This means that you should not confuse temporary disorder with a rebound. Rebound is a state where things without a designated storage place begin to crowd your home all over again. It means your home is beginning to fill in with items that are not serving a useful purpose for your household. As long as you can eventually find a moment where you return your space to its proper state, you have not experienced a rebound. We suggest that you consider setting aside about 30 to 60 minutes of time just to do general tidying, daily required maintenance, like putting things away or doing some cleaning like laundry or cleaning up after a meal. You should try to have few interruptions during this time. Choose a time of day that's best for you. And remember, this shouldn't feel like a chore. You have that muscle memory from putting away potentially thousands of items in their designated positions in your home when you were doing your larger tidying event. By now, it should be second nature. So you may have to schedule a specific time in the morning, afternoon, or evening to tidy, or you may not even need a, a schedule because you've just naturally felt compelled to put things back in their place right after you use them. You could also use the model called Reset to Zero. We talk a little bit about that in episode 39 with Courtney Carver. It's this idea that any space in your home or any activity, even something like checking your email, for example, or handling your paper mail, can be reset to zero. So you can basically have a baseline in place. And for you, if you're practicing KonMari, your baseline is your space when everything is put away in its permanent home. That would be your baseline, your set point, your zero point. So it's all about getting either your room or a particular activity to zero so then you can move forward with a clear mind. And then once you've returned all the items that spark joy to their proper homes, you might want to take a moment to recommit to returning items as soon as you have finished with them in the future. One way to do this is to establish a pattern of expressing appreciation as you finish using or wearing an item. 
This will act as an encouragement to take the few seconds necessary to return it to its home. It seems like if you express appreciation for something, it makes you a little more likely to return it back to where it belongs right then and there. You know, when you feel grateful for having used something and it brought you joy, you want to treat it well and take care of it. And we find that our homes are more likely to remain in order when we continue to express appreciation to our things throughout our day. And perhaps your vision is clear and you've been able to return everything back into its place, but you're still left wondering, how do I handle items I come across that over time seem to be losing their joy value? You can use this time to joy check and refine the decisions that you've made thus far. As you grow more confident in your decision-making skills, you'll even become more in tune with what to keep and what to let go of. And the best way to store things in your home, even after the first pass of your tidying event. It's only natural that you're going to lose things. You know, my dog has chewed up a couple of items that spark joy. Uh, I've transitioned with clothing style as well. We just live and learn and respect everything equally along the way. And as you go about your day, using, cleaning, and storing the items in your home, you may ask yourself a series of questions. Does this object continue to spark joy? Does the location it is stored in allow it to be used in its best way? Using that criteria, you may find that you still have joy and usefulness in an object, but it's not being stored in a way that allows you to return it to its home easily after use. And again, this can be a real detriment to keeping things in order. If this is the case, you might want to consider how you're using the item. Given your use of the item, is there a better place to keep it? Maybe you felt originally, for example, that your scissors belonged in the sewing box, but you find that you're using them in the kitchen most of the time, and so they end up laying on the kitchen counter after you use them. So maybe these scissors should be kept in the kitchen utility drawer. And maybe you want to have a second pair of scissors that you keep in the sewing box for your sewing needs. This is a good time to remember the storage principle that all items should be visible to avoid losing track of them. In terms of Kanmari, she talks a lot about storing things upright and on edge. And the most obvious being the way clothing is folded. For example, the signature Kanmari method of folding t-shirts where everything is kind of upright and on edge in a drawer. This also applies to anything in a utility drawer, for example, or a kitchen drawer or cabinet. You're storing things upright and on edge. So uh, no throwing or jumbling things. Kind of reverting back to those details, That's this is a great time to do that when you find like you're losing track of things or Things just aren't naturally falling into place, almost putting themselves away. That's kind of how my home is set up at this point. I, of course, I'm literally putting things away, but everything just falls into place so easily that it's just seamless. So you've aligned your home with your vision. You've put away temporary clutter and joy-checked items that have lost value. But over time, your consumption behavior has fluctuated, either due to an old shopping habit that's creeping back or maybe you've had a major life transition like a new baby or a marriage or an inheritance, and that came with more stuff. What do you do when things that are crossing the threshold of your home don't have a designated place to rest? 
If you've determined that some of your clutter doesn't have a designated place yet, assess the reason. Is this a new item that you've brought into your home and you haven't had the time to find out where it should go? It's not in its proper place yet. Or is this a duplicate item that you've stocked up on and you have actually purchased or acquired more of the item than you can successfully or beautifully store? As you go, please try to return loved and useful items to their proper place and then investigate new homes for items that need a better spot. Life events can bring on a temporary or permanent imbalance between you, your items, and the boundaries your home presents you. We all have seasons in our life where we get really busy and sometimes our housekeeping items just get pushed down the priority list and our homes become temporary cluttered. Remember that Kanmari is a method or approach or mental model that you can always fall back on in times of transition. So you may need to practice being a better gatekeeper when it comes to watching the items that are crossing your threshold. And you may even need to confront a particular category of items again based on this change of lifestyle. You might want to take a moment to explore your consumption patterns as well. Have these life transitions that you've experienced caused you to revert back to old patterns and veer away from your vision of how and when you will acquire things going forward? Has a stressful event or life-changing situation triggered you to be less mindful of your shopping? If you find you are letting your clutter control you again, we suggest you head back over to episode 31 with Dr. Benson, where we explore buying disorders in greater detail. I've definitely fallen victim to mindless shopping, and it's something that I'm always uh, managing and always making sure I'm aware of. What really helps me is disassociating shopping as this kind of escape or place where I can get a whole lot of enjoyment. Filling that void with some other experiences outside of shopping. And also I reflect back to my mindful shopping list, which is something I created while I was processing all of the Kanmari categories. So I wrote down if I needed a new black t-shirt or a better quality pajamas set. Uh, so when I do shop, it's really intentional and with purpose. I think that's really a great point because I, I, I find myself then seeking out resources for things that I know I might need in the future, like basics, like, you know, T-shirts or jeans or things that I know that I'm going to need. And when I find a source that looks like this could be, you know, one of those really optimal purchases, then I just make note of it. And even if I don't need to buy it at the time, when it is time to buy that, then I'm, I'm more likely instead of just mindlessly shopping for something or needing to find something to go back to some of the, the resources that I've cultivated that I think might actually suit me better. So... Again, I think there's a lot to be learned in this idea of trying to be more mindful of how we shop. Exactly. So you've aligned your home with your vision, put away temporary clutter, and joy check the items that have lost value. And now you're practicing intentional gatekeeping when it comes to what's entering or leaving your home. So how often should you joy check? Over time, you will likely find items that no longer spark joy. Maybe they've become worn out or broken. Maybe they don't perform their function as well as they once did. Or maybe the item is no longer in alignment with the vision of your ideal life. In any case, if this item is one that you will let go, remember to thank it for its service and for the lessons it taught you while you earned it. 
And remember that appreciation extends to discarding as well, and you should consider discarding the item respectfully and thoughtfully by donating, selling, or recycling whenever possible. Often you will realize that something no longer sparks joy as you are using it. And remember that if you've only kept the items that spark joy, you should be using your things often. And in terms of the frequency and how often you have to joy check, I would leave that up to you. I would make it organic rather than it being a set time. I think traditionally, when we think about organization, we think of seasons like organizing around spring. I know I used to purge my items annually around Christmas, but now I find that anything that doesn't spark joy anymore, that's going out the door with a lot of gratitude and a thank you, it just leaves when it's ready to leave. I had a shirt uh, just the other day that I was wearing that sparked joy that I've had for quite some time, but now it's gaping a bit and there was some snagging. So I knew that it was time to let it go. I didn't create like a large event or parade around it <laughs> and just <laughs> let it go. Uh, so yeah, it doesn't have to be this thing that we constantly uh, think about. It just comes more organically after you're done with the larger tidying event. If you absolutely need some structure around this aspect of the process, uh, what is continually discarded, we suggest that you create a thank you box. And I've definitely created these with my teenage clients and even for younger kids as well. It works. It works great because their clothing and their toys and things are just cycling very rapidly out of the house. So it's helpful to just have a space that's designated for them to drop off things that can move on. But my adult clients have kind of requested something similar, almost like a thank you hamper or just a thank you space within their closet where they can drop off some of these things. Similar to how you would drop off your dirty clothes or your dry cleaning, you could designate a space for your clothing or for other things in your home that just need to be donated or potentially sold. So maybe if you have the case where you're selling something, um, it might hang around the house a little longer than if you're just dropping it off. But I like to get things out of my house right away. So if I had a car uh, anymore, I would uh, just like put things in my car. I know where every donation center is from basically a one mile radius uh, from my house. <laughs> so it's fairly easy for me to just let things go efficiently. We also have a donation bag in the closet. And just as you said, it's given a little bit of space. But if it starts to fill that space, then it's time to go to the Goodwill store that's not too far from us. Yeah, so I completely agree. Those things, you know, clothing, few items in our home are static. We're not going to have them forever. And if you're following the principles of, of Kanmari, then things that you loved will no longer spark joy. And so disposing of them appropriately, and as we always say, this idea that, that they're going on to the their next useful life is really an important part of the whole process. And there you have it. Maintaining the element of joy in your home is simply a matter of returning to the Kanmai basics. Recall and reconsider the vision of your ideal life and express appreciation for items that no longer serve your vision and send them on to their next life. Reset your home to zero by setting everything back into place and making adjustments as needed. Consider whether the items you love and use are stored in the best permanent home. Ensure your shopping decision-making criteria isn't conflicting with your ability to handle any influx of new clutter. Joy check as needed or desired based on the natural life cycle of items in your home. 
Recognize that your home is a living, evolving environment and temporary disorder is a sign that your household is functioning well, that you are moving toward your vision and that your home is full of joy. So now we want to hear from you. Tell us your burning, tidying questions or share stories about how Kanmari has impacted your life. You can find us at sparkjoypodcast.com and click Ask Spark Joy to leave a question or comment for a chance to be featured on next week's show. While you're there, sign up to join our Spark Joy podcast community and get notified when each episode airs. You can also join the Spark Joy podcast community on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at the handle at Spark Joy Podcast. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope your day sparks joy. Thank you for listening to Spark Joy with your host, Kristen Ivey of For the Love of Tidy in Chicago and Karen Sochi of The Serene Home in New York City. Spark Joy, the podcast is not endorsed by or affiliated with Conmari Media Incorporated. The opinions expressed on this episode represent the views of the co-hosts and guests alone and do not represent the corporate position of Conmari Media Incorporated or the Conmari Consultant Community.